Welcome to this podcast from Greater Boston on WGBH2. It is one in a series of interviews with authors conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. Our podcasts are made possible through the generous contributions of WGBH viewers and listeners like you. Thanks for joining us. And now, here's Emily. Father-son relationships and bears the size of church doors come into focus in a new book by Boston University's Lou Urenic. It's called Backcast, Fatherhood, Fly Fishing, and a River Journey Through the Heart of Alaska. And Lou Urenic is here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Emily. Lou, I got to be honest. When I looked at this book, I said, I'm not at all interested in fly fishing, and I don't want to hear about somebody else's divorce. <laughs> and I thought, I was riveted. Thank First you. of all, it's, it, it reads like a thriller. Right. And so I, I, this is a great Christmas gift, by the way. Anybody want to jump out and buy something they hadn't heard of backcast? But um, when you first set out to, to write this, it was after you had taken this river trip. That's but, right. It was four years after. So were you taking notes on You had incredible detail in that. Well, I kept a journal on the trip, and uh, I actually kept two journals, one of which I managed to lose. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, I, but I did have a journal that I referred to, but mostly it indicated how many fish we caught each day and what the weather was and so forth. It wasn't a journal of the emotions and yeah. what was happening between an Adam and me. It was, you know, a very straightforward account. Uh, so I had to remember more of the emotions and the and the feelings and so forth. But they they came streaming back. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I mean, he was 18 at the time. You had already he had been just turned 18. That's right. Well, I had been divorced uh, for about three years, mm -hmm. and I had been separated for pr probably five years at that point. I was the custodial parent raising mm -hmm. Adam in high school single father and he was very upset with me he was mm -hmm. angry with me and he had every right to be his family had come apart and Adam had been one of these sensitive children who loved living his life inside the family and you know divorce is a tough thing it's tough on everybody it's a hard mm -hmm. thing to talk about a hard thing to write about but Adam was very upset with me over the breakup of our family and he was graduating from high school going off to college and I was afraid that I was going to lose my yeah. son. You know, I saw his anger hardening into permanence, and I was in a panic about it. And I thought, well, what one thing can I do to hold on to my son before he goes off to college? We had always fished together. You know, from the time he was maybe seven years old, we had gone off in Maine where we lived, and we had gone to Wyoming and Montana, Canada, Florida, the Bahamas, and so forth. So we had had a lot of fun together fishing in the old days. And I thought, well, there's one good fishing trip left for us. Mm. So I took him to Alaska, and he didn't really want to go. Yeah, yeah I could see. He I did not want to go. I, reading that, it, it was just, just like right. dragging a 17, 18-year-old along. Right. I mean, right. this was a scary, treacherous, I mean, right. I couldn't believe the amount of food and equipment and all of that stuff, the gun. He, he loses right. the gun. I shouldn't right. ruin that part of the book, but he <laughs> fortunately loses we, his I gun. Know it. I <laughs> can be absent-minded. <laughs> and unfortunately, this like right it. And then I kept thinking of that, that really scary movie, uh, the, the, the River Wild with Kevin Bacon. Yes, and right. Her, and it was right out <laughs> the I bears know. and all that. It's amazing what happened to us <laughs> along the way. And I hadn't, you know, I had done some research, but I hadn't expected it to be as dangerous as yeah. it was. And being that alone. Right. You don't really know where you are. No, 110 miles down this river, near the Arctic Circle. We began up in the mountains where the glaciers melt, took the river down to the Bering Sea. Mm -hmm. We had bear encounters. We had two serious bear encounters, one of which almost ended very badly, yeah. as you know from the book. Yeah. We came around a tight bend in the river, and uh, there in the river was a big sow brown bear, probably a 1,000 pounds, yeah. nine feet cub. tall, with her cub. And a bear with its cub, mm -hmm. a female bear with her cub, 
is the guaranteed exception that to bears will leave you alone mm -hmm. if you leave them alone. So uh, we couldn't pass by her, the river was narrow. So I quickly pulled the raft over and uh, she heard us, smelled us, and she fastened on Adam as a kind of target. And Adam stepped out of the raft as did I and he started to walk away. Then he started to trot away mm. and that triggered in the bear a, some sort of predatory response and she began to chase him. Mm. I had a gun with me, you have to carry a gun when you're fishing in Alaska. Yeah. So I brought the gun up, you know, and um, it, it all ended okay, yeah. but it was... It you was seconds uh, away from shooting the bear. Yeah. And you didn't know what was going to happen I if did you not, did. No, I we did not, not want to shoot... It. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to shoot the bear. I had no desire to shoot a bear. Mm -hmm. didn't want to kill a bear, but it was this close to having to shoot the bear to protect my son. And, and you know, what's, what's interesting about that scene is, uh, you know, I was worried about my cub and yeah. she was worried yeah. about her cub and this played out on the river in a very dramatic way. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. I, yeah. yeah. I wanted it to end well. <laughs> it did. Fortunately, she yeah. uh, looked back. Yeah. I shouted for Adam to stop. He eventually did stop. She stopped. She looked for her cub, mm -hmm. didn't see it. So she went up into the woods and Adam and I got in the raft and went down the river. So you end up having this incredibly personal, athletic, and, you know, adventure together, but you never really talked about the divorce. You didn't, it did, right. did it ever come up? Did it? Well, there is one important place in the book where it does come up. And, um, you know, I didn't want to take the trip to force Adam to talk about the divorce. It was clear to me that it was something he wasn't ready to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, I thought the time together would be enough, but we had a lot of conflict along the way. And at one point, um, he jumped out of the raft to play a fish. He caught a big fish. We were in a dangerous part of the river. He jumped out, and I thought he was going to drown. He was in waders, you know, up to his chest in very swift water. He played the fish, caught the fish. He came back to the raft, and I really let him have it. You know, I said, don't do that again. And we got into a big shouting match. And uh, in short order, the argument became about everything but the fish mm -hmm. and jumping out of the raft, and it really became about what was going on between us and those issues surfaced and we had it out on the river. It was a turning point, mm -hmm. I think, in our relationship and certainly in the book. And we didn't talk to each other for well, probably a day and a half <laughs> on the river after That's that. It's tough. I know. When you I know. No, no yeah. one else to talk to. Eight foot, eight foot raft. But it, it, uh, it shifted things between us. But you're right. We didn't spend, you know, it was not a therapy session. Mm -hmm. It was a father and son trip. And, um, and we were changed as a consequence of it. It did alter the relationship in subtle and important ways. I, I do think, though, that the bigger change came over me mm -hmm. as opposed to my son. Um, you know, Emily, when I began the trip, I was a guilt-ridden father, and I, I didn't and have... you had a horrible childhood yourself. That well, was heartbreaking. Well, and one line in there really got me. You said you wondered what it would be like to have a father, and I thought, right. wow. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, I had a very loving mother, um, she was very unorthodox, and um, we were always on the move, and life was very chaotic, but I, I did grow up without a father. He left my life when I was seven years old, and, and so I was the father of the family mm -hmm. from a very young age. And, and by the way, the, I dealt with all of that by going fishing. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah, kind of es <laughs> I escaped into nature yeah. and so forth. It made, you know, divorce, as I say, is never easy. I, you know, I, I, sometimes it's the right choice. It was the right choice for me in this particular situation. But um, it was particularly hard for me, and I think it is for many people who have been through divorce. You know what the consequences are mm. for children, so you avoid it at any cost. So I had put myself through two or three years of torture trying to make up my mind about what I should and shouldn't do, and, um, 
and extended the pain as a consequence. But yeah, that's right. It was mm -hmm. coming out of my childhood. There were a lot of issues that I needed I to deal say. with. Well, it's, right. they're all in here too. I thought, they, and especially to be written by a guy. I have to say, I was impressed. <laughs> well, is, thank you very it's much. It's very well written. It's, it really is. It's I, terrific. I, thank well, you very much. I, really I appreciate that. Lou Urenic, Backcast. Thanks for listening to this podcast, one in a series of interviews conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. We invite you to watch Greater Boston weeknights on WGBH2 at 7 p.m. and again at midnight. The program is also available through Comcast On Demand.